It's time for Doctrine and Devotion, everybody. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Going to get it on. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about Lord's Supper and whatnot. Yeah. Doctrine and Devotion, if you're new here, is a podcast that explores the Christian faith, but from a Reformed Baptist perspective. Uh, Jimmy and I are pastors at the same church. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor or the preaching pastor at Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Now, executive pastor, it's not a biblical title. No, What no. is that all about? Executive. It's better. It's, it's, it's better. It is means, that what it means? I'm like, in charge. It means executive. Yeah, it, do you have like, Do you have like, uh, it makes me think um, of the main character in American Psycho. Like, uh, like you're that kind of a homicidal maniac that hmm. wears good suits and does facial peels. Do you do a facial peel? You, you know ever what? do the facial stuff? You know what? You know what? Uh, I think you've done that. You know, Joe. Joe. You've done the facial peel, right? Joe. You know what, Joe? Do you do manicure? Joe. Answer you know question. I do. I know you do. I want you, you to know I go for that mani pedi. Yeah. Why are you being like that? Your big, hairy, big feet. Why, why are you being like why that? Why would Bigfoot go for a pedicure? That's the, <laughs> that's the question everybody wants to know. Truth is out there. Man. You know what I've been watching? What have you been watching? Alone. Alone is this uh, mm-hmm. reality show, mm-hmm. and they take like uh, 10 people yeah. that are like survivalist type people, and they'll drop them individually off by themselves out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. with 10 tools in their bag, uh, 10 things that they can bring, like a tarp, axe, okay. all saw, right, all right, all right. boner, and uh, they have to survive there for like, I don't know, like 90 days. They have to get their own food. They have to make their own shelter. They have to do everything. There's no camera crew. There's no production. They're on their own. They have cameras, but they got to set them all up. So oh, I was like, to say, like, how do they get the camera? Yeah, so they've got 60 pounds of camera gear that they got to take with them for this. So it's really, really hard. Some people quit day one. Uh, I, like, there are people that are lasting. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it on Netflix. So it's like season six of the series, but they're calling it season one because Netflix must have bought it or something. But it's really good. Hmm. Yeah, man. Digging that. Sounds good. I'm I making keep... me feel like I'm not a man. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What's new with you? What are you enjoying? Lately? You know, I just finished last night. Afterlife season two with Ricky Gervais. You would watch an atheist show. You know what? I got to say, I don't care what anyone says. That show is brilliant. It is brilliant. It's hard, heartbreaking, beautiful. Man, I laugh so hard and I cry. You would. Every single episode. That's a little much. No, no. Every single episode. The first season I thought was better, but I really, I really like that. And I really think, uh, Homeboy can act. Oh, he can really act. And he knows how to dive into, yep, because it's yep. his show, he knows how to dive into the psyche of suffering. Yes. Man. It's not, listen, it's for grownups, not for kids. Mm-hmm. Like the Wrinkles the Clown documentary, not for kids. Nope, nope, not at all. But yeah, I love, oh. I can't well, wait for you. season watching, three. Watching a good show. Instead I love of that, that show. Tripe you normally watch, to use a Canadian reference. What, 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 what other shows do I watch that are junk? Oh, goodness. You, you, you always tell me, it's always... It's like reruns of cheesy shows. I don't, I don't the know. Office. No, that one's okay. Yeah, yeah. You and your wife watch some some shows that are. We cool. love our shows. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah, we also just finished uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm. Yep, great mm. show. Mm. Yeah, maybe not great, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a good show. But you're watching a good show now, which I like. Now, Jimmy, um, the last episode, uh, you had accused John Piper of tweeting insanely about unicorns. Mm, yes, I did. And you asked for some help finding yep, it. Yep, yep. But turns out, no, that that, that wasn't he, the tweet. He, he, he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't go crazy. So he was stop insinuating that John lost his mind. He was tweeting <laughs> about unicorns. Okay, well, it's not, fine. It was a, it was dolphin. Dolphins are real. What's the problem with that? Well, can I can I read the tweet? I want to hear this. All right. <clears throat> this is February second, two thousand eighteen. Not long ago. If culture-conforming jellyfish float together, it is an accident, and, and accident. It is an accident. 
Okay, so there's a typo? Yeah. Okay, so read it like there's all no right. typo. All right. Because it's already, I'm already confused. All right. If culture conforming jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> you speak like he writes. I know. If, well, that'd be great, actually. He's a brilliant writer. If culture conforming jellyfish float together, it is an accident. But free spirited, countercultural Christian dolphins swim in symphonic pods. <laughs> I don't know what that I kind of know what it means. Uh, I'm just going to say swing and a miss on that tweet. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> I just, like, it's, someone, it's someone retweeted it or they quoted it. <laughs> this is Jeremy M. Doan, The Porpoise Driven Life. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and here's someone else. Uh, wait, I'm super, con- or, I'm so confused, John Piper. Dolphins can ask Jesus into their hearts? <laughs> Bigger questions. Dolphins can sin? <laughs> it is, you're asking for it. That's a little bit of a weird one. Oh, there, there's a lot of other ones. I, I don't want to. What? No, what's more? I don't want to read them. But it's funny. Mm. This is old news. Everybody's like, it's not even cutting edge, like new stuff. People need to laugh. What, what, read a good one. Dolphins are rapists, dude. <laughs> Here's another one. That's got to be a thing, right? I don't, I don't, I'm not into marine biology, but do dolphins uh, sexually Why? harass other dolphins? Uh, and people. What? Why did Jesus invent homosexual dolphins? Oh, goodness. Now that people are so atheists are trolling him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm doing some Googling right here. Oh, yeah. There's like a... <laughs> People got stories, yeah, bro. Seven adorable animals that are also murderous monsters. Dolphin rape cave. A dolphin, what the? Dolphin, yeah, there's what all you, kinds of... Are you on the dark web again? No, stop it. No, I'm not. Hey, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of the darkness mm-hmm. and step into the light. Yeah. And talk about one of the means of grace. Talk about one of the ordinances, one of the sacraments. Let's yep. talk about the Lord's Supper. Here we go. Lord's mm-hmm. Supper. So we're going to be back in the 1689. Now mm-hmm. we're starting chapter 30. There it is. With paragraph one. Just one. Here we go. The Supper of the Lord Jesus was instituted by him the same night wherein he was betrayed to be observed in his churches unto the end of the world for the perpetual remembrance and showing to all the world the sacrifice of himself in his death confirmation of the faith of believers and all the benefits thereof their spiritual nourishment and growth in him their further engagement in and to all duties which they owe to him and to be a bond and pledge of their communion with him and with each other nice it's such a good paragraph yeah and i read it really well right you did read it well yeah you read it so well i didn't even like notice i didn't even notice it was just smooth (laughs) you were like that esv reader with the fake english accent yeah i like that um Okay, so it says the Lord's Supper uh, was instituted by Jesus the same night wherein he was betrayed. And so the context of this is uh, the Passover meal. And yep. we'll, we'll get into that maybe uh, next week. Uh, we'll give some background on that. Uh, maybe we'll see. But for tonight, we just wanted to jump into this and, and hit a, a few things that are important for all of us. But uh, first of all, it says that, uh, that this ordinance is to be observed in his churches. Yeah, in his churches. In his churches. Yeah. Not in your Bible study, right? Not in your small group, not in your missional community, not in your triad, in your living room, yep. in your kitchen, in your backyard, right? Unless the church is gathered there. You got a home church right there. You got there. elders, yep. you got the yep. whole thing. We've talked about this. We're not going to go into it right here, but yeah, we uh, we are not down. And you, so you can literally search this on our uh, website. Uh, we have done multiple episodes on this, but the Lord's Supper is a an ordinance given to the church by Jesus, it is to be observed when the congregation is together. That doesn't 
mean that it is simple. It doesn't mean that there aren't problems uh, that we face when we try to do this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the context is when the church is assembled together. And it's, it's a time frame. Yeah. Between when he instituted it and the end of the world. Right. So uh, not, not that long. Not that, yeah. It's a few thousand years. We're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Wait. Now, what? Just only a few thousand years? Yeah. Well, See? it's been 2,000 so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple more. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know. Jesus could come back sooner than... I didn't know if this was like a segue into your belief that aliens are sent by God as angels to destroy the earth, begin the thousand year... No. No? No, no. That's... Uh, I don't know if that was your segue. Of, like Kirk Cameron or something. Ah, like that. gotcha, that's, not gotcha. my, that's not my thing. Now, um, so yeah, we're unto the end of the world. This is a perpetual remembrance, right? So there's that word, remembrance. It is a memorial. Now, a lot of people talk about this, like, oh, it's the memorial view. It's the memorial view. You, you, you don't think that it's anything but a thinking back about what Jesus did. And some people that take the Lord's Supper very seriously take issue with Baptists who say uh, that it's a memorial because they oftentimes wrongly conclude that that is all that it is to yeah, us. Yeah. Um, now, for some Baptists, that is very true. It is just a thinking about Jesus' death. and there Looking is nothing, back in the past. Yeah. Right, and there's nothing currently spiritually transformative happening. Uh, they don't view it as a means of grace, but this is not the Reformed view at all. Um, it is a perpetual remembrance, so it is a memorial, but it is more than that. One of the things that we're doing here is that we are showing yes. all the world that the sacrifice of Christ is his death, right? The, the broken bread and the, the wine represents his body and his blood. These two very vivid pictures, tangible expressions, things you can smell and see and taste mm-hmm. and touch. I mean, it is a, and if such you don't a have gift. those, what, cookies and milk? Twinkies and Coke. Whatever, whatever you have on hand. I was just talking to a, a, a guy, he's pastoring the church, and... Um, and he's, he's, he's new at his church, and this stuff's coming up. And like, they were like, hey, we want to let our people practice uh, the Lord's Supper in their homes during COVID. And, and he's like, guys, that's not a great idea, and here's why. And the, the church had never even considered it. They just sort of, like we oftentimes do, we just yeah. sort of assume thought, oh, it's fine. this basic doctrine, like this is important, and then they, they had yeah, the really heart f- behind it. Like, that's just great. it. The heart behind it is I want, I want our people to partake, mm-hmm. even in, in this in this fashion, right? As even long as they this, get to partake, even in this satanic governmental style, yeah, okay, o- overreach. Yeah, yeah. Even then, even now, right? They can go take care of that. Yeah, <laughs> do virtual communion. <laughs> so we're not down with that, and neither is the sixteen eighty or Jesus. And showing to all, and here's the thing: it's showing to all the world the sacrifice of himself in his death. So, as Joe was talking about, like this is this is a preaching of the gospel. Yes, right. The the elements they what they represent. Um, and what it is, what, it represents what Christ has done for his people. And so it's a preaching of the gospel, not only to ourselves, which we'll mm-hmm. get to, but it's a preaching of the gospel to, to unbelievers. We never grow out of the gospel. The gospel isn't uh, the ABCs of the Christian life, and you're waiting to get to the more complex matters. The gospel, X, Y, Z, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing that? That second, that I did it now because yeah. it annoyed you the first time. It didn't annoy me. I just thought it was funny that um, you're like Madonna who speaks in a fake English accent after she lived there for like uh, six months. First of all, I don't do a fake English accent. No, but you're using the... Though, when I am in Europe mm-hmm. and I'm there for like a week and a half, two weeks, then yeah. I do start to like pick it up. Yeah. What about... Uh, what about what? Are there, are there other times, other environments in which other accents might come to the forefront of your dialect? Uh... 
And when I'm in Canada, the Canadian one. Okay, there's one. Any others? That's about it. Really, that's it? Yeah, what are you thinking mm, of? I don't know. Maybe like on Cinco de Mayo or something. If you're like, if you're hanging Joey. out, you're celebrating. Joey. Does, uh, I'm just ask, I'm asking. Joey. You're half Guatemalan. It's fair for me to ask. Joey. What? Orale. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> fair question. Um, okay, so this preaching of the gospel to others and to ourselves, it actually tells us in the next uh, clause what that does and why that's important, doesn't it? It's confirmation of the faith of believers and all the benefits thereof, mm. their spiritual nourishment and growth in him, their further engagement in, and to all duties which they owe to him. All right, so the confirmation of the faith of believers. Mm. I mean, the Lord's Supper is an opportunity to confess that Jesus is Lord, to draw near to Jesus as Lord, right? It, it is... It is a confirming because you're dwelling upon the gospel promise that by his stripes we are healed. And and, and, and I'll be honest, that's I mean, I miss mm-hmm. I miss gathering together. Yep. Right? I miss worshiping together. And I miss the preaching. Yes, you do. Though I get your preaching. Uh, you get you my know, table talk. I get your ta- your your fireside chat. I get that. I miss I miss all that. I I don't want to even downplay and act like I don't miss that, right? But the Lord's Supper is what I miss the most. Yeah, I miss that time. I miss the the confession, like that that opportunity for confession, uh, for prayer, uh, for remembrance of what Christ has done, and to partake uh, in that in that in the Lord's Supper to be able to sit there and to to uh, uh, re- preach the gospel to myself, to share the gospel with my children, like. Oh, I, I just I think the miss reason, it so much. I think the reason we miss it so much and maybe even miss it the most is because we still get preaching. We still are able to maintain some form of fellowship. We and, still and get some worship right, limited. Right? Right. Yeah. But but the Lord's Supper, you, we're not. I, I can't. We don't get that. I can't. And so, oh, yeah, I miss that, too. The whole the whole gathering Everybody's going to be a crying mess when we get together. Hopefully, hopefully soon in a couple of weeks. Oh man, it's going to be you. We're I'm going to get, get my it. video camera oh, just to goodness. see get Joey. Oh, I, not everybody but me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, why are you lying? I'm not lying. Why are you posturing? I'm not posturing. You're telling me you're not going to cry the first Sunday back. That's not likely. Joe, we've already discussed this. Mm-hmm. You asked me to bring tissues. No, I didn't. Joey, first of all, I have tissues in my EDC bag. I always have tissues. I have everything in there. Oh, okay. So I don't need you to bring tissues. Second of all, what's and, ED- oh, what, what, and, they're, and they're tactical tissues too. What's, what's EDC bag? Every, everyday carry. Like your yeah. your EDC bag is your, uh, what is it called? Leatherman? Sand, sandal, sandalwood? Sa- saddleback. Saddleback, yeah. yeah. That's your EDC bag. You carry that every day. It's got all your stuff in it. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. you yeah. crying. So the confirmation of our faith and our spiritual nourishment. Mm. It's an actual means of grace. By the way, shout out to Richard Barcelos. Get his book, The Lord's Supper, A Means of Grace. We'll yeah. link to that in the show notes. Um, great book, especially for Baptists. You need to read it because uh, a lot of us are undereducated in The Lord's Supper. So it is a spiritual nourishment. There is a fellowship with the risen Savior when we are doing that together, by which our faith is strengthened, by which our lives are, are um, strengthened. We are sanctified through that means of grace. It is that important. Something spiritual and transformative is happening 
when we receive the Lord's Supper by faith. And that grace, right? That mm-hmm. grace, that grace upon grace that grows and that growth in him, right? Mm-hmm. Like as we're partaking in this Lord's Supper, as as we're preaching the gospel to ourselves, as we have this confirmation of our faith and the benefits thereof, the spiritual nourishment, we grow in our love and affection mm-hmm. and our faith in him. Hey, man. Oh. Why ain't I growing? I don't feel like I'm growing spiritually. Well, maybe, maybe there's a disconnect between you and a local church. Mm. We, we, Jimmy and I are convinced of this. You cannot grow spiritually. Cannot. At least you can't grow enough. You, you, you will be malnourished, spiritually malnourished, if you aren't in uh, the local assembly, a part of the church where Absolutely. you can observe this in part with, uh, as, as a part of, of corporate worship. So you want to be, like I just find in my own life, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes when I'm finding myself to be lethargic, spiritually cold, uh, maybe starting to slide away, yeah, conscience yeah. is getting numb, it's oftentimes associated with what I am or am not doing in the context of corporate worship. Am I just there? Am I just showing up? Going through the motions? Right. Or am I there to meet with the triune God mm. and receive his grace like you're talking about? Growth in him, their further engagement in and to all duties which they owe to him. So how does that work? How does, when you're, when you're partaking of the Lord's Supper, how does that bring about a motivation to walk in the ways of the Lord? As you're remembering, right? As you're remembering what Christ has done, I think, at least, I guess I'm, I'm going from my own point of view here, right? Mm-hmm. I think of the sacrifice and the price which God himself had paid on my behalf, mm-hmm. right? And so I obey, I obey because he loves me, right? right. And I do it in response to his love. Mm. And I also do it uh, because I love him, right? right? And so that for me is as, as I'm partaking, I'm, my affection for him grows and I want to, I, I just, I desire to obey him. Yeah. I think that's really good because I mean, that's, that's when I'm experiencing this, that's what it is. Like I have a renewed joy of salvation. Oh, that's a really which, good way to put which it. Which motivates, yeah. like I, I love the Lord's ways, right? I love this morning. Um, I was, uh, I was in the word, uh, you know, before other things were going on and you know, that's something that you can do with wrong motives. Yeah. You can do it yeah. heartedly and all yep. Of that. Yep. But as I was like, I, I want today was a day like I really wanted to read my Bible. And it's not because I wanted to learn something new. It wasn't because it's a discipline that I simply enjoy, which is true most of the time. It's because I needed, I needed God's word and I, I was happy in the Lord. And so I, like, I, I just, I wanted to read his word. And, and now that's just one little thing. Like the, the, mm. this breaks down into a, a whole lot of other areas. I mean, obeying the Lord has to do with how you view your, your theological or, or, um, societal opponents, right? How I respond to them, how I think about people, how I think about people that are, um, offending me or hurting me. Yeah. Like, do I respond in love, patience? Am I willing to suffer? Am I willing to, am I willing to do the hard work that God has put before me? Well, all of that is obedience and that is stimulated when our faith is nourished Mm. and our faith is nourished through in part through the Lord's supper. I love these, the last two parts here, right? And to be a bond and pledge of their communion with him. Let's Mm. stop right there before we get to the last part, right? And to be a bond and pledge of their communion with him. So this is this here is is for believers. This is for mm-hmm. God's people, right? That's why we we fence the table, 
And we say this is a sign, right? This is a, a sign of our communion with our God, of our union with our God, of our remembrance of what God has done. Um, uh, as we proclaim this gospel that we have received yeah. with all by faith, with all joy, um, and we that I I just I love that I love that every time it's like you like the way you worded Joe. It's a reminder of the joy of our salvation, mm-hmm. and it's our, a reminder of our union and communion with our God. Yeah. And with each other, it says, right. I I love that part. Yes. This is like John, right? Like we're preaching this, we're teaching you, we're doing all of this in first John so that you will have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the father. That's, that's the nature of the Christian faith and the Christian life is that it is communion with God and with each other. There is a vertical and a horizontal aspect to it that if you need both to be healthy, there's, there's no, full Christian life or experience if you only have this one vertical element. It's just me and Jesus, me and God. That's great. That's awesome. That's essential. But the design is for that to flow also horizontally between brothers and sisters, the people that you're you're bound to. And see, that's what I love about that that last section there. It's not only limited to our local church. Mm-hmm. That also then means, right, uh, our bond and pledge of our communion with those from other denominations, mm-hmm. even those brothers and sisters that you disagree with theologically or doctrinally on, on certain small on things that are not fundamentals, right? right? Um, you still are united with them as well, mm-hmm. right? Those are your brothers and sisters in Christ that God has given of himself for them. Uh, and he's given them this communion as well, this, this, the Lord's Supper for them to partake, to be spiritually nourished, so for them to grow, and, and for them to engage in, in all duties which they owe to him mm-hmm. as well, right? And so that's what I love about the Lord's Supper is that, like Joe just said, it's not just about God and I, which is really would be enough, right? But yet, it goes further to that in that it's, it's our relationship and our communion with those in our local assembly and those we disagree with. Yeah, you, you you can disagree, guys. You can disagree and love each other and, and 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 really enjoy the fact that that's my brother. You know, like the the super charismatic guy. We're we're very very different in many ways, but at heart, at bottom. Now again, like talking about an orthodox charismatic guy, right? Yeah, that's not, what I'm saying. Orthodox, a word right? Of faith, yes, yes. But uh, yeah, we are one. And this this it's not just a bond; it's also a pledge. Right. It is it is uh, a, another um, act of, of commitment. It's a declaration like I've, I, I'm, I pledge myself every day anew to the Lord and to his people. And we do this together. So this is our bond, our pledge that we as the people of God, at least in these local churches in particular, are moving forward on missions this is not just me and Jesus time. This is Jesus and us. So with that last part there, right, their bond and pledge of the communion with him and with each other, uh, going back to the beginning, to be observed in his churches. Mm-hmm. This is where being reformed, I struggle with. This is, this is the part I struggle with, and it's more of a selfish struggle. And we hit on one of them because I wish I can, I can take communion now mm-hmm. at home with my family, but I know I, I can't, right? Because there's something, there, there's, I, I long for that. But I'm reminded every single time we do a conference that I cannot take part in communion with them. Right. Every conference, I think to myself, man, I would love if we had a time together as brothers and sisters in Christ uh, 
to partake of communion. But I, I know I, I just I it's can't. It's not the right setting. It's not yeah. the right setting. So I, I that's why I push hard. I'm like, man, I'm really hoping people come on Sunday. I really hope people come and at the local assembly. We can gather together. And I can I can because we're connected somehow, right? Because I know for a lot of people, like I think they feel. Like, no, I do know it. They sense this closeness to us mm-hmm. and this this personal relationship that we because of the podcast, right? Like I hear that all the time. People are like, man. Like, I, I feel like I know you and you don't know me, right? Right. And But the flip side of that to me is I long to be able to share communion with you because even though I don't know you, I know the relationship that you have with the Lord and I know the unity that we have in Christ. And I, and I want that, I want to share communion with you in a proper setting. And that's, uh, so that's where I struggle every year. Right. Every year I'm like, man, I wish we could take communion together, but I know I can't. And so I hope they come on Sunday so that we can take communion together, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it again, you have, you, you, we should be able to recognize that, we have desires and feelings, and they're not bad. They're not always bad, but that doesn't mean that they're appropriate. It doesn't mean that they're wise. Thanks, and, Joe, for correcting me. No, that, I'm not. That, that, was that my rebuke? No, no, I'm saying, like, <laughs> this is normal. And instead of saying, like, hey, I really feel like this would be great, wouldn't this be an amazing experience, you still need to filter that through your your theological, biblical grid. Mm. You, you know, you've got to hold yourself accountable to not just, you know, make things whatever you want them to be. Just to go about it all willy-nilly. Or Willie Nelson. Yeah, either one, yes. You know Since I mean? he, because it's, he was, that, yeah. That's the origin of uh. willy-nilly. As we've educated <laughs> our people, our people, the doctrine and devotion. They know people, better. They know better. Yeah, they, they know that um, willy-nilly is a reference to Willie Nelson historically. The mm. etymological background mm. Uh, mm. is Willie Nelson reference. But, uh, you know, you guys know that. So listen. We're going to be talking about the Lord's Supper over the next couple of Mondays, and we want to hear what's going on with you. We had, it was a little fun. We asked, uh, "What was your worst baptism experience?" Mm. And we got some great yeah, feedback. really good. So ones, let's yeah. start hearing that. What has been the worst, the most awkward, or the yeah. funniest Lord's Supper experience you have had at a local church, That's or maybe right. you had it at a, at a college uh, chapel or something? I don't know. Uh, share that. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I was at a church way out in the middle of nowhere. I was preaching there, and um, this was back in the '90s, and it was a uh, it was it was kind of like a it wasn't this, but it would be similar to a, a very blue collar, uh, lower middle class city where uh, it was essentially like uh, maintained by a, a coal mining industry, something like that, right? I'm just so yeah, I'm not yeah. keeping it general. And um, when they would do communion, they would break the bread and give you a piece. They would give you a piece. And I, I remember doing it with Jen that uh, the hands of the guy that was breaking the oh, bread, man. they were blackened. His nails were blackened with all this apparent dirt and whatnot. Now, I, I think what it was is they were stained from his trade. He, I'm sure his hands were clean, but they looked that way. And I remember my wife looking at me like, because she's not into so here you guys looking down on the working chill. class. Continue. No, my, my wife was. My wife was. Ah, yeah, and okay. I'm like, I'm like, hey, girl, chill. Like, it's, it's good. No, I, I remember like she was like, this is so different. Like, he's breaking it off for us. It's just one way of doing it. And then they, you were supposed to dip it. It was in tinction at the mm. time. And uh, I, I remember she was just like, what is this? I, I was too. I was like, it, it's a, it's a, it looks unclean, but it's, it's not. It is just in this particular church at this particular time. Mm. The people holding and breaking their bread. Their fingers look really, really dirty. I don't think they were though. Mm. But you got to have some good ones. I want to hear. I want to hear some good ones. Jimmy, how do they share their Lord's Supper communion 
uh, nightmares, goose gaffs, all that. Well, uh, you can share with us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. What about Snapchat? We don't have Snapchat. What about the Snapchat? We don't have that. No. All right. Yeah. Why do you always bring up Snapchat? I'm just asking. You know we're I not on Snapchat. I always bring up Snapchat. You always bring never, it up. I have never once. Fifth time. Up. Nope. Fifth time. Never happened. Google it. You Google it. I you have to Google, Google it. it. You have to do it. Go ahead. Go. Right, how, can, how else? Yeah, you can, can head to the website, drfosha.com. You can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefosha.com, and grab some of that gear. What, what about TikTok? Are we on the TikTok? We're not. On, no. You're on TikTok. Right. Well, I don't, I don't make any TikToks. I just. You just go and watch it? I just watch Is that what you do? TikTok. All right. All right. Uh, listen, if you're listening right now and you're enjoying this, head on over to iTunes. Yeah. Give us that honest five star. We have not looked at a review. I haven't looked at reviews in a long time. I did. We gotta. We gotta go find the good ones and read some. Let's more. do that. We'll let's do, read, maybe let's, we'll do that on Thursday. All right, let's read some of those good. We'll ones. Read some of the. <laughs> let's go ahead because I yeah. But go ahead. Sharing is caring. Let uh, let people know about the awesome podcast that is Doctrine and Devotion. You know, one of the best ways you can leave us a five star review is uh, is to leave us a five star review on other people's. Uh, social media platforms. <laughs> so you can go over to Founders. Their website. You can their, go yeah. over to Gospel Coalition, mm-hmm. uh, Reformed Theological Seminary, and just say, hey, I want to leave a five-star review Zonderman, for Doctrine. And you know, Midwestern Baptist. Yeah, you know that. what? I want, every, I want everyone to go to Liberty University and oh. start leaving us some five-star reviews. Five-star reviews at Liberty University's Facebook, social oh, media, Make all sure to tag us, at Doc and Devo, please. Yeah. Please. Fresh Pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Later.